1: If you're a tennis fan,
2: you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favourite podcast provider. Well, week nine of the head-to-head challenge, but two new handicappers defending champion Will White unfortunately cannot be with us this week, but he will be back next time to take on the winner of this week's battle. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Extra Time, European edition. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Whist is also with me. Our challenges this week, as you can see, US-based US sports capper RJ and Spanish football journalist Rory Barlow. Uh, they both get two picks each. Officially, whoever has the best record at the end of the weekend stays on. Steve, it is unprecedented, though. No defending champion this week like a boxer who's relinquished his belt for one reason or another, Will's not going to be with us. So we've got two new challenges. I don't know what to think about it all.
0: Well, uh, good day, Dan, and good day to RJ and Ruri. It's, um, I guess this was always going to happen at some point, wasn't it, Dan? Um, Something strange like this. But maybe maybe Will was running scared by RJ, who actually beat him last time in the could, head-to-head. Could be. And, uh, you know, <laughs> an, abd- an abdication, basically, isn't it? It's a, yeah. In terms of monarchy terms, who was that British king who... King Who abdicated? No,
2: Edward the know,
0: Ninth. Edward, two, it? Edward. Edward. the Eighth. George. Yeah, I can Yeah, he's the Edward the Eighth of um <laughs> of the uh, because we win team. But yeah, uh, he's, yeah. he's
2: he's he's going to be back next week. So the winner of uh, Rory and RJ will get to play uh, Will White. Uh We're going to kick off with uh, RJ's first pick, and we are very La Liga heavy uh, on the European challenge this week. So we'll get Rory's thoughts on on one or two of. Uh, uh, the other picks as well as we go. Sin is, he is our uh, Madrid based Spanish football expert. Uh, but RJ, you're going to kick us off with Real Sociedad against Mallorca here. This is a Saturday 8 a.m. kickoff uh, Eastern time. Real Sociedad, short price favorites here, but it's the goals market that we
1: are looking at. RJ. Yeah, good day, everyone. Um, Yeah, so looking at Real Sociedad versus Mallorca over two goals at minus 121. Um, Atletico Madrid took down Real Sociedad right before the international break with the 89th minute penalty, uh, which would have been their 13th point uh, for Real Sociedad in, in six matches. Um, however, at home, um, they, they've piled up 12 goals uh, in three consecutive La Liga wins. They've they've also conceded at least three goals in 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 two of those matches: three against Catafi, three against Grenada. Um, and and they scored twenty six um, league goals at home last season, and they've already scored twelve um, in in just their their recent weeks. So they're they they remain a you know an absolute juggernaut at home. Um, and recent head to head history here, I think if you if you guys look at this, and Rory, I'll be interested to get your thoughts. But um, even though Sociodad won eight out of their last ten head to head, there've been a lot of low scoring one nil. Um, two-nil type type matches here between these two sides. Um, but to, to start the season, um, you, you would say Majorca definitely has the firepower to to net here. Uh, they've netted nine goals in their last five La Liga um, matches, and their defense is pretty poor. Um, they've had one of their worst league starts in, uh, in La Liga since 2005-2006. The positives here are a three-game win streak uh, or a three-game draw for them, uh, particularly against top top sides who, who 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 were the top sides prior to international break. So, looking at this match, um, pronunciation uh, issues again. Uh, Takafusa Kubo, um, Asociodad <laughs> uh, has been has been pretty strong for them. Uh, he scored four of their last uh, five home matches and he scored uh, actually he scored in their last three times in their last in the first 10 minutes of their matches. And then Striker uh Merki uh from Kosovo, who who missed their only international match from suspension returns. So he'll be fresh, you know, looking at trends. All but two of their last nine La Liga matches involving either club has produced over two point five goals. So. You look at that, it, it, it appears to be goal-heavy, but I looked at this from a stat perspective. It was tough to overlook here. From a goal perspective, Real Sociedad at home, 2.8 goals for over the last five home matches and allowing 1.6, just under two goals against. Mallorca on the road, 1.8 goals for, 2.2 2 goals against. So a 4.2 goal average between these both sides over the last five matches. In their respective home and away spots, to me, at over two goals, this was this was a this was a no brainer and probably a standout play for this weekend. Uh,
2: at minus one twenty one over two goals on the Asian handicap goal line,
0: Steve. Do you know what this is? A really, in, from a betting perspective, this is a bit of a, a unique one because we've got a really strong home favorite, minus one seventy five home favorite, and it's not often you get a goal line this low when you've got such a big favorite. So that immediately stood out to me. Um, The books are convinced this is going to end 1-0 or 2-0, basically. Why are Mallorca expected just not to score a goal here? Because they're Real Sociedad are nothing fanciful in terms of their their metrics this year for expected goals against. It's not a guarantee they're going to keep a clean sheet. And I'm just wondering why on earth this is actually priced up the way it is. Maybe the head-to-head is a thing. Nine of the last ten have been both teams to score no. You know, I've said many times before, I'm not a man for head-to-head records. I did earmark Real Sociedad at the start of the season as a top four. I think I backed him in the top four market, and uh, whenever I've seen them in the Champions League, they look quite good to me. So I'm expecting quite a, a comfortable home win. You're probably thinking they can at least push this goal line on their own, two nil, probably three nil. But you know, the way that Sociedad have defended this year, there's no guarantee they'll keep a clean sheet. So this, this does make a lot of sense to get over two goals at minus 114. Full push if there's exactly two goals, looks a pretty solid pick. I, I'm going to throw something
2: at Rory here because when we started previewing uh, the La Liga matches, we looked at um, Real Sociedad uh, at home. And if you remember, Rory, and I'm sure you will, they were just winning home games 1-0, you know, every other weekend. 1-0, 1-0. They have seven or eight 1-0 wins there was a, a whole host of both teams to score. No, um, has anything changed with with Larry Alroy? That that's the question for betters here. RJ's put up, you know, two or more. Steve is suggesting it, it could be a fair play. Has anything changed from that side we saw a couple of years ago, which were just ultra efficient from at home and just kept winning to nil by one or two goals.
3: Yeah, I think uh,
2: Emmanuel Agatheal has moved to El Sociedad
3: forward a bit. He he's gone for scoring more goals in the opposition as opposed to just kind of battling it out, keeping a clean sheet, and then scoring that one crucial goal. Mikel Ariazabar, who's the captain, the Spain International, he's really back in form. He suffered an ACL about 18, 20 months ago now. He looks back to his best. So that's a big factor as well for them. This is a it's a bit of an identity test. I mean, I think I, I probably come at this at betting, I think, from a slightly different angle, because I'm obviously covering these teams from a journalistic perspective as opposed to a purely betting perspective. And I was actually speaking to Javier Aguirre, the Mallorca manager, um, just last week. And it's it's going to be a bit of an identity test for Mallorca, who are better in attack, as RJ says. They're worse in defence. And they, too, built their kind of identity last season off being kind of solid and miserly. Um, and so I think Aguirre will try and adjust that back a little bit and try and kind of taper it off. But they are missing their captain, Tony Rayo, who's out for out long term with a, a bad knee injury. So so yeah, I think this is this is very much gonna be an identity test for Mallorca. If they can go and keep Real to a low scoring kind of one 0 win or a draw, they'll they'll see that as a success. Whether Aguirre continues to kind of look for a few more goals, that'll be the question here. And probably Working RJ's favorite. I mean, with with these things, uh, obviously, I'm in direct competition with RJ, and I'd like to tear
2: down this pick and say it's
3: terrible, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not too bad.
2: Minus one twenty-one, interesting play given the price of the favorite. Steve was pointing out. Uh, let's get Rory's first pick for the challenge: Celtic, Vigo, Atletico Madrid. Here, what's the feeling at Atleti at the moment, uh, Rory? I um, commentated on their champ- last Champions League game uh, against Feyenoord. Um, I thought they were a bit lucky. I mean, they got some very interesting. Um, VAR decisions in, in their favour and just looking at the bare results it looks like they've been scrambling over the line is that fair?
3: It is isn't. it isn't I think they they've been tight games recently but I think Atleti are viewing that pretty positively thinking okay we're getting into these holes against cariff they went 2-0 down as well came back to win that 3-2 but we've got enough firepower to get out of them and Alvaro Morata continues to be in Brilliant form, of really. Kind of uh, dismissing the the scepticism from from my part and pretty much everyone else who's watched Murata for the last decades. But uh, but yeah, Atleti are in fine form. Griezmann is in good form. Maratta obviously, as we mentioned. And I think the question for Atleti here and why ultimately I backed them. i on gone Atleti to win here. I think it's coming a little bit. It was plus one one four when I uh, initially put this in, and now it's gone to plus one o four, I believe. So get on this, I think, before this kind of comes closer to the match. But Atleti lost after the international break last time in September. They lost 3-0 to Valencia. It was an absolutely atrocious performance. And I think the fact that Simeone will come into this and point to that game and say, look, we can't do this again. We're in this title race. We've got a serious chance here. I think they'll go up to Celta. I think they'll win this match against Celta Vigo. Plus 104, is, that's my a very simple pick against the Celta side that they're just not in good form right now, Dan.
2: Uh, Steve, what's your thoughts on this one? I, I looked at Atleti games prior to Champions League group games last season. They were awful. They drew five or six. They weren't winning games. But the caveat was two of the games were against Real Madrid and Barcelona. Is this a good play, a fair play, good price? What do you
0: think? I don't have a good record with Atletico Madrid games, do I, Dan? I struggle. I really struggle to get this team. Um, it's you know, we'll, what's which version of them is going to show up? Will it be the the team that's won the last four, or will it be the team that Ruri backed against Valencia? You know, um, it's we just don't know. I tell you one thing though, the books always seem to dangle a massive carrot for away games for Atletico Madrid. The price is always way bigger than you expect it to be. Why is that? I just don't know. Um, Just a couple of things about Celta de Vigo. They've actually got the sixth best expected goals in the league, Um, but they have massively underachieved in front of goal. So someone's missing a lot, a lot of chances. I'm guessing it may well be my man, Jürgen Strand-Larsen. How's he been doing, Rory? Um, I think he scored three goals this year. But it mean, it's difficult to, to, to sort of oppose this pick, really, because... Madrid are by far the better team. It's just um just hope to get them on, on not not to get them on a bad day, really.
2: That is the play. We like it. I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. one. I tend to like the athletic picks. I've got a bit of a soft spot for them and plus money away from home. I'll be following Rory in. Uh, Steve, uh, let's get your hot dog always popular and in profit for the season. It's a plus money pick across the European leagues. And we're going back to the Bundesliga.
0: Yeah, the Bundesliga is, you know, I've got to go where the money is, Dan, at the moment. Um, this is the league that's making me the most money. So uh, I'm going, this is a Sunday afternoon, prime time kickoff in Germany. Cone uh, against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And I'm going with the away side, straight on the money line here on Mönchengladbach, plus 190 to win. And there's a reason why this is in the prime time kickoff game. It is a derby. Um big rivalry between these two sides um i can't resist betting against cone who you have lost six out of seven games they've not picked up a point yet at home and and they do say you know you've got to forget the form book in derby games but i'm not sure about that i I don't think you know i think about you know whatever sports team you support you do not want to be facing your biggest rival at home in, in in really bad form i think it's a bad a bad look. Um, you know, the, the lowest scoring team in the Bundesliga, which is four goals. Um, metrically, they've got really poor, a poor XGA as well. I think gladback are better than what they've shown. If you look at gladback, the big problem they've had is their fixtures, especially at home, have been against good teams. You know, if you've got a brutal fixture list, I don't think you can hold it against them too much. They've got the fifth best expected goals in the league with 14, they've got decent attacking players. Um, you know, they've got a good record at this stadium in a derby game, won three of the last six. And um, I think they're a massive price at plus 190. I know RJ's got a few thoughts to add to this one as well. He, he's not big on Colne this year. One final thing about this game, if you want to look in the side markets for a bet, have a look at over four and a half cards at plus 123. The last five head-to-heads, there's been at least four cards. It's a derby game. Colne is struggling. One way to get the fans back on side is to get, get stuck in there so I think this could be quite a dirty game. Might even be a red card, Dan, but I think Gladbach can massively overpriced hmm. at plus one ninety to win.
2: Plus one ninety to win the game. RJ is a lean for you, wasn't it? Anything to add to to Steve's thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I said what would what would Steve do here? His favorites, uh well, I, I well, I was thinking of union, but no, we, we talked about uh Cone in the in the in the future show, right? I, I predicted them to uh drop, right? Be relegated and you know it's uh it's looking promising i don't want to jinx it um but this side to me just doesn't have what it takes um especially against this on gladback side who i think they average 2 points and i'm not an xg guy but 2.76 uh xg goals four Colon is just under 2 um, but they're just they're just a very poor side will they get on the board potentially um but i think Munch and gladback have what it takes even Fighting a bunch of injuries uh, to to take this side down, I could I could see a two one type type match here, for uh, Mönchengladbach to come on top and at plus plus one ninety. It's a it's a it's a very fair price.
2: Yes, good price plus one ninety. Borussia Mönchengladbach to win away at Köln, who have really struggled this season, haven't won a league game so far. Let's get RJ's second pick for the challenge, Union Berlin against Stuttgart, nine thirty a.m. Saturday uh, here, um, and the Capital Club are plus one fifty. Just about favorite Stuttgart plus one seventy. Obviously, last season the prices would have been very, very different. Mm-hmm. But uh, RJ Union are in all sorts of bother at the moment, and Stuttgart have been in much better form. Talk us through your play here.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking at a Stuttgart team total here of over one point five goals at plus one thirty five. I said to myself, "What would Steve do here? Fading Union in some form or fashion." Uh, but no, this is this is a play that I really like um union after after their two opening matches they they won four one uh they've lost seven competitive matches since then which is the longest losing streak for union in, and since 2009 you would think uh they would do some fine-tuning here during the international break to um address their their issues right and I, I think they will to an extent I'm not saying that they're just gonna be the same side you would, you would expect some, of improvement for the side but then you look at stuttgart coming to town right i think that's easier said than done um they're sitting um in 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 great position they're six and one to start the campaign for this year's bundesliga which is their best start um to a season and and they've actually already taken on more points 18 points and scored uh more goals which is 22 than they did in the whole first half of last season. So this is this is like a, a tale of two sides here for both union and Stuttgart, right? They sort of flip flopped and and reverse roles from their from their last campaign. And looking at uh looking ahead, right? One of the reasons why this match stood out to me is Union have a uh, a Champions League match on Tuesday against Olympia coast. And this is this is one of those, this is a tough Tough spot for them, right? They come back from international break. They have a very tough match domestically. They have a match in the Champions League. And I'm a strong believer that the sides like Liverpool, Manchester City, the sides, you know, Madrid, the sides that are typically here usually get the job done right before international break to an extent. But this is a side that I could see struggle both domestically and in the Champions League spot. Do they look ahead to the Champions League spot and, and say, you know what, Stuttgart's coming in hot. We're going to do our best, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to church, we'll pray before, and hopefully things work out well for us. I, I don't know. um, I think that could be the case here. You know, you look at uh, Union, Robin Goosens. He has four goals and seven Bundesliga appearances. Remarkably, all came before the 35th minute. And then you have Stuttgart, Serho Garassi, who's already got 13 goals uh this campaign which is actually the most across Europe's top 5 leagues so and if you look at trends you look at stats here uh only 3 of Union's last 13 Bundesliga home matches have seen both teams score you know not a big deal to me that's a lot has to do with last season um injuries for both sides stuka very healthy relatively healthy um and one of the reasons why I took this Stuttgart over the last five away matches averaged just two goals four, which is fine Um, especially to get to the over 1.5 mark at that price but neither side have uh, so Union haven't kept a clean sheet at home so far this season over the last uh, at all that matter and Stuttgart have just three road matches to look at they put up two against Cole three against Mines and they ended up scoring against Leipzig where they got basically dethroned 5-1 but to me this this has the the writings of a union berlin side just kind of all in in shambles looking ahead at champions league and i could see stuttgart netting two plus here fairly easily and at this price um i think it's worth a good shot
2: it's the biggest price we've got for our tipsters in the challenge plus 135 stuttgart team total over one and a half. Uh, Steve, just give us your thoughts on that bet and tell us your lean here because you're breaking your 23-24 seasonal rule by siding with Union somehow. Can't quite believe you're doing it, but Steve. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I shocked you by it when I sent you this yesterday, yeah. Dan. <laughs> Um But I, um, actually, I actually like Union Berlin in this game. I, I think taking Union Berlin on a tie-no bet at minus 118. This was nearly an official play of mine. I was a bit disappointed um, that the price the, there's been money for Union Berlin in the last two or three days. Um this was a pick'em completely around even money a few a few days ago. The thing is, Dan, I I believe I think Stuttgart are heading into overrated territory. I really do. Um already next week I'm eyeing up Hoffenheim as a massive, massive price to beat them. And it's all because of this striker, Serhou Gerase, who has scored 13 goals, but his XG is only 7.98. I'm familiar with this striker. He can't keep it up. Me and James Easton had a good chat about him on the live reaction show a few weeks ago. And um, we think he's just kind of a one-season wonder or even a a half-a-season wonder. He's been trotting around the globe this week. He plays for Guinea, scored again in midweek. Um, You know, is that ideal preparation, though? I think Union Berlin are quite a proud side. They've had two weeks and everyone's telling them how bad they are. And this is an... Extremely- In- including you, by the way, but go on. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> we're getting to the stage now where, incredibly, Union might actually be getting yeah. underrated. Yeah. Um, That said, I don't hate this pick of RJ's because he's gone with the team total of Stuttgart. Now, there's, this is a massive price, there's no doubt about it, plus 135 for them to score two. And if we, if based on the stats, based on the performances this season, you know, it's hard to sort of knock that bet really because if things don't change, then Stuttgart will come here and win. But I'm just questioning whether Stuttgart can keep this up. They've had quite a soft fixture list. They've only faced one team in the top, in the current top seven, and they got battered by Leipzig in that. Union Berlin, meanwhile, have played five of the current top 10. So I think that Union, I, this is a great spot for Union. You know, it's going to be really tough for them in the next few weeks after the Champions League games. I think they're going to be fully focused on this. They've got experienced defenders like Bonucci who could snuff out Guriase. It still a, would take a brave man, though. This is a fantastic betting match, Dan, because you got the public are all going to be over Stuttgart. Quite a lot of the stats guys are going to be on Stuttgart as well. Those who sort of rely on models and underlying metrics and sort of betting mentality will favour Union Berlin. So we're going to get a real mixed match of opinions and stuff. So it's a great betting heat, really. Um, I, I sound like Nigel Sealy here, don't I? Sort of going with the against the grain, but um, I, I do think in terms of the Asian handicap, I think Union are the value. But you know, this is equally. Uh, I certainly see where uh, RJ is getting this this price from for the over one and a half team total, uh, twenty two to one. If you fancy
2: Union Berlin to beat Stuttgart three two, which would see both Steve and RJ's bets cop incidentally uh Gerasi is uh, plus 340 uh to grab the first plus 120 just to score when they get that mm. short bet Rivers start to put the flip side up minus 162 not to score I mean look no one tips up minus162 but if you want to put that in a parlay at some stage it might start to come. I'm gonna I'm out.
0: gonna make a bold prediction here Saru Gar will not score from open play in this game. Okay. So to, so does he does he take He's penalties? on the penalty. If he's, he's on, on penalties. the penalties, yeah. He could take you know, a penalties a penalty, isn't it? But I think I don't think he'll score from open play. So basically I'm, 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 I might look completely wrong here. Union is, is, he is he on free kicks yeah. Is he on free kicks? I don't no. think he's on free kicks. No, yeah. no. although he's no. scoring so many goals he might try and put himself
2: into the yeah, I saw, a, I saw an odd stat about Brazil the other day, and, and someone put up the fact that they don't score from open play, and then they said they score from corners. And I think, well, that's sort of open play, really, anyway. Uh, mm. we move on. <laughs> uh, that's Union Berlin, Stuttgart. We've got a lean from Steve, We've got an official play from uh RJ. Let's get Rory's uh second pick here. Um, press ganged him into this one a little bit. I'll explain in a sec. Uh, VRL Alaves um and bit of a same game parlay here which has worked really well for our handicappers for the most part this season Rory talk us through your play
3: yeah I've gone Real to win and over one and a half goals that's coming back at even money as things stand again this is another one where I would recommend acting sooner rather than later because Real at home to a relegation candidate granted Real are in very poor form there's a there's a aspect of kind of a leap of faith in this match from me but that's really quite short for them to be playing at home to Alaves these teams are actually level on points they've both got eight points from their opening nine games they're level in terms of results two two and five and yeah I mean Villarreal are averaging closer to three goals this season per game Alaves closer to two goals but I'm as much betting against Alavés as I am for Villarreal here. They're pretty poor away from home. They've lost two of their three. They got a point against Celta Vigo away from home. And granted, they probably should have won that game. But that was, again, more to do with Celta being absolutely dreadful as opposed to Alavés being a revolution. Alavés, as I've said in previous podcasts and previous kind of shows, they've impressed me a little bit more than I expected this season. They've been more ambitious, they've shown more kind of quality than I thought that they had. But a lot of that has come at home as well. And I think away from home, they struggle to keep up the intensity that really causes problems for other sides. Uh, and without that kind of crowd aspect, really back in the mendy a nice tight ground. Good one to go to if you ever get the chance. Um, but but yeah, I'm back in Villarreal here. They're in kind of dire straits. I mean, they sacked their manager after four games. They've appointed a new one. They've not really had the new manager bounce, but... This is a very outside that doesn't have too many internationals in their ranks these days. So they've had two weeks to kind of assess. They've been doing a few interviews. The president has come out and said pointed the fingers at the fans, actually, and said, well, to be honest, it's not really helping when you start booing and whistling midway through the match. So, uh, so yeah, I think there's uh, perhaps a little bit of a siege mentality coming in here. Pachetta, he is used to things being poor or going badly. I just think Villarreal have a bit too much quality in this one, and it's approaching kind of must-win territory for them. So, so yeah, Villarreal to win at home over two, one and a half goals is not a huge ask from either of these sides either. I think even money's just... It's it's pretty solid, even if Villarreal have been in poor form, they've got so much more quality in Malaves.
2: I think this is one that that betters will pick up on, Steve, because as Rory's alluded to there, you just look at this and
0: naturally you think Villarreal should be winning this game. How do you see it? I'm not sure I could be trusting Villarreal based on what I've seen this season. I watched them against Las Palmas at home, and um, they just they were too frantic for my liking. Um, they look quite of elements of panic about them. Their actual metrics this year are nothing remarkable. They're quite poor, actually. Um, but I do wonder, I just I mentioned Union Berlin there. Now, Villarreal are similar. They've had two weeks to kind of, you know, people are kind of telling them how bad they are. Um, you know, they won't like that underlying quality in the teams, no doubt about it. Alaves are newly promoted. And this is around the time where, Newly promoted teams can struggle. They've they've had a massive underachievement in front of goal, the worst of any team in the in league, a thirteen point five eight XG, but they've only scored seven goals. So what's going on there, Roy? Are they missing penalties or something? Or you know, this is that's shocking. I yeah, mean, they you, have, know, you can't you can't trust in front of goal. Um, right, they um,
2: missed
3: penalties. And they don't, have, they don't have a good striker. I mean, Kike García is a solid number nine. He's he's a kind of veteran striker who works very hard, but he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. Our other option, Samuel Omarodion, who's 19 years old, just been signed for Atleti and loaned out. I mean, he's got potential, but he's raw and he's streaky. And you compare that to Villarreal, who've got Alexander Surlot, who's no great shakes, but he is a goal scorer. And then Gerard Moreno, who... Three four years ago, we're talking now. He was on the Ballon d'Or shortlist. So, so yeah, if you look at that comparison, just purely in terms of effectiveness in the box, that's another one that I think, as Steve says, a little bit of a leap of faith. But I'm I'm backing this kind of uh, bounce back and this kind of reaction as opposed to their actual form. No, that's well. the
0: thing with betting. You've got to get on top of sides before um, uh, everyone else kind of does. You know, it may may well be that Villarreal are underrated. Right now, if you can start riding that, riding that wagon um, before they start winning games, you're in business. So I get where he's coming from here. Alavés have a poor way record, and um, yeah, this is an interesting game. Let's see which version of Villarreal turns up because they need to improve.
2: Do do we do we know, Rory, if if uh, Villarreal's game against Maccabi Haifa is postponed next next week in the Europa League? I I, I don't know if anything has come through. I'm pretty sure Maccabi Haifa has requ- have requested the game to be postponed for obvious reasons, unfortunately, but I don't know if they're playing or not. Have you got any news on that? I'm not actually sure
3: so far. I, yes, as I say, I saw the kind of request. That I, yeah. Knowing UEFA, I would say they would stick it somewhere that isn't Israel um, because they like to get their games done on time and they don't really leave too much room in the calendar for postponements. Yeah,
2: be interesting i be interested to see what happens there. I think it's in Spain. Yeah, it's in Spain. It is in Spain. Sorry, yeah, it is. It is. I, look, it's it's an awful situation, as we know, yeah. um, in that part of the world. But uh, just something that I just flashed up regarding uh, VRL's fixtures. Uh, let's let's move on to get some uh, best bets from uh, Steve. We've had the challenges picks uh, from RJ and from Rory. Obviously, our senior handicapper Steve also gives us uh, a couple mm-hmm. of selections as well. Uh, we have got one from Spain, Steve. One from Germany. Uh, let's let's do uh, Spain first, because we will get Rory's thoughts on this one as well. And this is one that's just been uh, tweaked
0: a little bit, Steve, because of price changes and so on. Talk us through La Liga play. Yeah, Girona against Almeria, and I'm going with the Girona on a minus one point two five Asian handicap. Um, for those who want an explanation on that, then me and you have actually done a video recently, haven't we, Dan? Uh, so check. Hopefully that'll be posted up somewhere soon on the uh, because we win <laughs> the YouTube channel or whatever. This almost looks too obvious. Um, in fact, it's so obvious, I'm almost convinced it's a trap. Because Almeria are just... I mean, they've been the worst side in the Liga this year. On the field, uh, with their metrics, their expected goals against is horrendous. They've conceded 24 goals. I mean, Girona scored goals for fun. They're a legitimate offensive force. Um, I've mentioned them before a lot on this show that um, yeah, they've scored... A lot of goals, and they they play great football. You know, a great team to watch, Girona. And um, I was a bit uh, before the international break. I was a bit unlucky with my hot dog in the over uh, three and a half. There was an early red card, which did for me in the Cadiz game. And also, it was brutally hot temperatures, which ah, that was my bad. I didn't really look at the weather forecast there. Um, but I mean, they should have way too much for here. Surely, um, this was going to be a minus one Asian handicap, but the price has gone to minus 136 there now, so I'll take the minus 1.25. You know, you've got to think they should be able to score at least two two or three goals. You know, Gerona do concede goals as well, but I'm um, whether or not Almeria the sort of side who can take advantage of that, I just don't really think they can. Um, they just look so poor. I love betting against bad teams, Dan, I just love it. And, hmm. and this just looked right a, a really good opportunity for Girona to continue their great start of the season. Uh,
2: Rory, you suggested before we started recording that was a game that, that you looked at and I presume that your thinking was fairly similar to Steve.
3: Yeah, I was looking at Girona plus uh, over two and a half goals in the game. And the, the only slight reason I kind of edged away from that was the fact that its new manager for Al Maria Gaitha-Gavidano has come in but they are still missing two of their strikers have been ruled out for a while as well. Luis Suarez is out long-term and Ibrahim is has picked up an injury too. So I think logic and reason suggest this should be a pretty comfortable win for Girona. Um, it's only that kind of, yeah, slightly too obvious Aspect. I was actually uh, at that game in Cadiz Park. It felt like the sun was even giving me special attention. I was basically <laughs> passed out after that game for a few hours because it was very warm and, uh, yeah, just a hot and stuffy game. <laughs> a bit unlucky for you, Steve. If it had been about 10 degrees lower, it might have been.
0: That's my bad. I've said before, I've always said hot, hot weather either leads to defences just falling, you know, not being able to compete and you get a wild game or you get a nil-nil. And it was clear after five, ten minutes, really, even before the red. It was just too hot for football, wasn't it? Uh, Bundesliga for your
2: second pick. Steve Heidenheim, Augsburg, um, Asian handicap overs you've gone for here. Talk us through this one. This is Sunday, 11.30am Eastern. The La Liga game is uh, Sunday, 1015 So you get Steve's pick pretty much back-to-back, Steve.
0: Yeah, I'm going with uh, Augsburg against. Uh, sorry, Heidenheim against Augsburg. First ever competitive meeting between these two teams. And the bet is over 2.75 goals. Um, I think it's at minus 110. Might be a little bit shorter now. I'm not entirely sure. But um, I like the goals. It wouldn't be a, a European show without a Bundesliga over, would it? And um, <clears throat> really, I thought this goal line would be three. Newly promoted Heidenheim have, have actually been decent so far. But I think they will. I mean, this, I think both these two teams will end up in the bottom five in my personal opinion so it's a very winnable game for both and when i when i think both teams fancy the win i always look for goals because there's no real team for either looking for a draw isn't that advantageous you know in a, in in these type of fixtures but heidenheim they've done well but they have been lucky if you look at the the goals they conceded uh, it's 15 they've got an xga of nearly 20 um they do concede a lot of chances you would expect that from a side that's just come up from Bundesliga two. You know, Augsburg are very middling in terms of their metrics, but they get involved in a lot of high-scoring games. Seven out of eight matches over two and a half goals. You know, Heidenheim, it's interesting. These two sides, it's the first ever competitive meeting, but they've played each other quite a lot in friendlies. Um, they're reasonably closely located geographically. I'm not sure if this is a derby or not. I'm not a massive expert in that part of Germany, Dan. Um, but I think it'd be a good game. I think both will trade some punches back and forth. I think both teams scoring, it could be like a two-all draw. It just screams out goals to me. Um, as the whole of the Bundesliga is right now, um, there's a ridiculous stat, which I'm going to come back to. Now, I think that's 14 of the 18 teams average at least 3.4 goals per game. That has to come down at some point. There's no doubt about it. That, that's not sustainable. But this is a, a league uh, seriously for goals mm-hmm. right now. This is where the, where the money is uh, for goals, and that's why I'm heavily interested in the Bundesliga right now, Dan.
2: Uh, 3.52 average goals per game, 63 games in the Bundesliga this season. Steve likes over 2.75 goals in Heiden, Heiden, Heidenheim Augsburg. Um, we've got some leans and we are running out of time, but I just want to give a shout-out to uh, RJ's Köln relegation pick. You tipped them up, RJ, at plus 500. They're plus 250 now. Would you get involved even at plus 250, RJ? You think they're that, poor
1: i think so i think anything over plus 200 i'd uh, get involved with um you know, that's a pretty dramatic drop i mean they are sitting in the bottom of the table so it's not a shock but uh i just don't see them turning it around i i, I mean like i said what what could change for them to to help them improve outside of just taking draws um and i don't even think at that they, they just don't have the scoring abilities in, in my opinion to keep up with this with this league this year
2: well, if you played RJ's tip at the start of the season, you've got a value play in plus 250. You could press up a little bit. Let's rattle through mm. some leans here before we uh, just confirm the picks. Uh, Rory, you've got leans in two games. Uh, give, us, give us a line on both of them.
3: Yeah, just quickly, uh, Sevilla over two and a half cards. That comes back at minus 114, I think it was. They will struggle to compete with Real Madrid at home in a fiery Saturday night game, so they're going to start fouling them. And Las Palmas draw no bet against Rayo Vallecano at home as well. I think mean, that's minus one, two, two. Las Palmas struggle with goals, but they are a good side and they're very good at home as well. So I expect them to do pretty well against Rayo here. And um, it'll be a toss up of a game, but I think you're pretty safe with your money one way or another with that bet. And uh, just to plug myself there as well, plus one, three, five. Jude Bellingham over six and a half goals for the season. That came back in very
2: early. He did. That is our first one to cash. I mean, that's fantastic. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we've had so many um, handicappers uh, play with Bellingham shots and goals since the start of the season. But Rory, yeah, hats off. You tipped him up right at the start. Um, very quickly, Steve, uh, we've been very La Liga, German and Bundesliga heavy, but you've got a pick in, in uh, Italy and in France for us or a lean.
0: Yeah, just want to say, well done to Rue with that outright as well. Brilliant pick to cash so early. Uh, fantastic there. In terms of France, I've got to say, League A is really tough of value this year, Dan. That's why I've not been involved as much um, as normal. But Monaco-Mets, i like both teams to score no at plus 108. Thanks for that. That's, basically... my, that's, that's
2: my game for TNT Sport on Sunday. Thanks for that. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> reason being, um, this is basically the same bet as Monaco to win to nil. Mets are so poor in front of goal. They offer nothing. They lost their best striker to Ajax um, in the summer. And um, I'd be surprised if they get on the score sheet here. So plus money for Monaco to, to win to nil um, or, you know, you got the nil-nil just in case as a goalkeeper world, he performs or something. And then uh, Roma against Monza in Syria. Mourinho is in the news recently. Um, you know, I think it looks like he's going to be his last year at Roma, possibly going to Saudi, all that sort of thing he'll want a big performance here and, um, your know, Monza are doing surprisingly well. They're actually above them in the table. Whenever I think of Monza, I just think of the Grand Prix circuit, to be honest, uh, not football, but, um, minus 0.75 here, Roma close to even money. I think the world worth a go. And I think marino's in pole position for this one. Very
2: good. You can come <laughs> back next week. RJ remind, <laughs> remind us of your two picks for the challenge.
1: Yes. Uh, good wordsmith there, Steve, by the way. Um, Looking at Real Sociedad versus Mallorca. Over two goals at minus 121. And heading to the Bundesliga FC Union Berlin versus Stuttgart. Looking at Stuttgart team total over 1.5 at plus
2: 135. Rory?
3: Letty to beat Celta plus 104. And Villarreal to beat Alarez. And over one and a half goals in the game. That's plus 100 right now.
0: Steve, who's going to win? I got I it wrong last week. I don't comment anymore. I don't comment anymore, Dan. Well, listen, yeah, listen. Let We're me zero t- and eight now combined, aren't
2: we? <laughs> Here we are. I think, I think, I think RJ's picks are interesting because of their prices. Because I think you, you, you know, you minus one twenty one. You could end up winning it with that, but if your other bet comes up, you plus one thirty five. Well, in Stuttgart, I think I think you may well win it. I, th- I like the fact. And me and Steve talked about this right at the start of the season. Steve, we wondered if tactics would emerge or just whether you know handicappers would just play their best bets, which I think is probably still still the case. But sometimes if if you can work out that if just one could nick it for you, one way or the other, I don't know. I just like the pricing for these. Where
0: teams, are you Steve. with the Union match, Dan?
2: I think which, they are underrated. Now. I I think they're underrated. I think they could win that game. But you I think Stuttgart
0: may well get the two goals. I
2: think it could be a 2-2 well. two, two or something like that. Um, I think we could, I I, th- I think it could be like that Braga game in the Champions League. I mean Braga won that one. Yeah, that was two. yeah, it
0: could be something like I think like that.
2: that is sort of typical and and if they do win it by the odd goal in 5 or the odd goal in 7 or something like that, it could completely turn their season around. Because I don't mm, think they're a poor it's, side. I know that's a really interesting
0: game. But I think that's a fantastic betting game. It like could be, be a, be a good so betting many.
2: game. Good game to watch. Uh, yeah. We're over time. Steve, RJ, Rory, thanks for your company. Uh, good luck to all. We'll keep everyone updated via our X feeds, of course. That is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. I'll be back alongside Steve uh, next week, as will one of RJ or Rory, who will be taking on Pro Better, Will White, who will be back on the show. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend. At because we win is our ex handle from all of us for now, though. It is goodbye.